Hallelujah. So the, the thing is, you want to make sure you're not that person. You want to make sure you're not that person. You're not the you're not the person or the thing that's standing in the way of what God is trying to do on today. Amen. 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 And so for my subject on today, thank you, Lord Jesus. For my subject on today, I'm gonna bear you give me another mic. So for my subject on today, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. For my subject on today, Amen. I'm gonna use the title of of first love, glory. Of first love. Amen. And God just, just has me sticking with that, sticking with that theme. I don't even want to call it a series because I just I, he has me sticking with that theme. I've been going back and just reevaluating my walk. When is the last time you went back to reevaluate your walk? Not just your walk last week, yes. not just your walk last month, but your total walk. Amen. Glory, glory. Your total walk. Hallelujah. He's just been having me go back and evaluate my walking. Amen. I go and y'all know that I that I journal. I went back to my 2004 journal. Glory. I went back to my 2004 journal. For those that don't know, that's the year I got saved. 2004. I went back to my 2004 journal. Amen. And I just began to read. And as I began to read, I began to notice that almost everything that I wrote in that journal Number one, I was not focused on my problems. Hallelujah. I was not focused on my problems. I was not writing down, God, I'm going through this, and God, I'm going through that, and God, I need you to do this, and God, I need you to do that. As I began to go back in that journal, I began to see my daddy name. And I began, God was just talking to me about how to minister to my daddy. Then I began to see my best friend name, Mr. Jones, and God began to talk to me about how to minister to my best friend. And then I saw my mama's name. And then I saw my wife's name. Right? And then I saw my sister's name. And God was just talking to me about how to minister to these people in my life. And so I'm telling y'all that because when I first got saved, when I first got saved, I was not focused on my problems. I was looking for Jesus to do something. I was looking for Jesus to, to change something, not just with my, when I, when I say change something, I'm not talking about change my situation, I'm talking about change lives. I was looking for him to save people. He was talking to me about how to deliver the word to the people that I love, right? And that's how I started. But some kind of way, we get away from trying to get people saved, we get away from telling them about Jesus, and we start getting in the, how can I help you fix your problems? How can I talk to you about your relationship? How can I talk to you about your money? How can I talk to you about your business? We get away from, we, we, we have gotten away from that. But all I want, like, I want to get back. How can I talk to you? How can I, how can I lead you to Christ? How can I lead you to Christ? I'm trying to get back to my first love. Amen. And it seems like when I first got saved, everything was personal. Ministry was personal. And when I say it was personal, I, I, I'm saying it was personal because I wanted to see people get saved. I wasn't out to make people feel good. I wasn't out to make people feel okay. I wanted people to get saved. And in that same journal, there was a page, right? There was a page, and at the top of, across the top of this page, it had the 15th letter. And you might be saying the 15th letter. Well, when I first started teaching back in 2004, the Lord put on my heart to do an after-school program with the high school kids 
and sit down and talk to them about Jesus. And I had Markel Brown in there. And I had Arnold Barrett Trez in there. Right? I had like it was like that's all when I first got saved. All I wanted to do, whether it was to the children, whether it was to my parents, to whoever it was, all I wanted to do was share Jesus. When the last time y'all shared Jesus? We got to the point now where we think if I check on you, if I send you a text message and say, how you doing? I'm just checking in on you. Right? That's cute and that's showing love. But when is the last time you shared Jesus? It's something about the love of Jesus that changes lives. I want to get back to my first love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And so this time of year is always a special time of year for me. Um, and I say that, you know, I was I was actually back in the day, homecoming was a little bit late. I was actually born on homecoming weekend. And so this time of year has always, so for anybody know my my family, half my family don't work there. My grandma worked there for over 40 years. She she founded the, the chapter, aka that's at Albany State. So I was an AKA, I mean, not an AKA, an ASU baby. Stayed on campus. So this is always a special time of year. And as I as I began to reflect on my life now, like I say, been evaluating my walk, amen, I realized that at 24, in 2004, at 24 years of age, when Jesus entered my life, amen, everything changed. And a lot of the things that I had done up until that point in my life, they didn't mean as much to me anymore. Amen. And I began to, to, to look back on the things that I lost or the things that I gave up when I came to Christ. Amen. Because when I got saved, what I loved changed. When I was in the world, I, I was thinking about it on the way on the way here. And everybody has their different things, but I love to drink, y'all. I love to. Right? I was the person that had the bottle. Like I bought my bottle, they was lined up in my house on display because I wanted everybody to know that I had the good stuff. When I was in college, I was the bartender. I'm gonna try to mix up the new, the new, whatever the new drink. Y'all ain't never tasted this before. Right? That's, that's what I love. But at 24, like all that just changed. And the things that I used to do, they didn't give me the same satisfaction anymore. What I loved changed. And so now this time of year, I'm, I'm, I'm looking as I, as I approach, because my birthday is in a couple of weeks, as I approach 43, and I, I began to ask the Lord this, this morning, Lord, have I missed out on life? Because my friends, right, they, they, they still doing, they, they with their frat brothers. When, when I got saved, I, I, when I had just played right before I got saved. So I never got into the frat life. Right? And, and, and because I was already on my journey, things that people were doing and they were saying, they didn't sound right to my ears anymore. What I love different. What, what, what I love had, had become different. And so the type of attention that I used to crave when I was in the world, 
didn't mean nothing no more. I don't want to be with y'all no more. Right? When I got saved, I, 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 met, I, I met Pastor T. And all of a sudden, I don't want to go out with the boys no more. I don't want to play video games no more. I want to be with her and I want to go to church. Right? And because I'm ministering to my family, because I'm ministering to my aunts, everybody thinks I'm crazy. Because all of a sudden, all I want to do is talk about Jesus, and now I'm crazy. All I want to do is tell these children in high school about Jesus, so now their parents saying, them folks crazy. Because I'm telling your son don't have sex before marriage. Because I'm telling your son to stay out the club. And they telling him, well, you young, you need to live. You ain't got to do all of that to serve Jesus. Glory. What I love changed. And so now, 17, 18 years in the game, and like I told y'all last Sunday, feeling like the fire has died out. I'm trying to get back to my first love. And so I read to y'all Philippians 3 and 8, and it says, I counted all loss. Paul says, I counted all loss. Matter of fact, he says, I, I, I look at it as dumb. That is, that's nothing but poop, y'all. He said, all of the stuff that I used to do, all of the stuff that I used to love, it don't matter. And I'm beginning to realize that I do need outlets in my life, right? I need, I need opportunities to let my brain breathe. But what I don't want, I don't want things that just going to put a band-aid on my problems. Right? I don't want to sleep my life away. I don't want to social media my life away. I don't want to be around people and be laughing and keep keying and then when I go home I'm right back sad. There's no point in that. Those are just band-aids. Those are just temporary moments in time to get your mind off of your stuff. But at the end of the day, you still going to have to come face to face with Jesus. That's why Paul just said, I counted it all, all, all lost. I got saved at 24. And all of the stuff that the world says I lost, y'all can keep. I wouldn't want to go back. I wouldn't want to go back. I wouldn't want to go back. To be in the church every Sunday. Y'all see, y'all don't 24 years old. Ain't no more football on Sunday. We used to have church at 2.30. And stay to 6.30, 7 o'clock. No more football on Sunday. You, make, you begin to make sacrifices for the Lord. Why? Because you love him. Now, some people do it out of religion, but I, I made the choice because I love him. Right? Because I love him. And that's the thing. We got to get back to following Christ. We got to get back to our first love. Matthew 4 and 19 tells us, right? It says, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. When you love Jesus, you're going to want other people to love Jesus too. Amen. Amen. Them hugs that you're giving people, they only going to go so far. Yes, Them text messages only going to go so far. You posting, you know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens, that only going to go so far. 
You can wear your goddess dope stuff all you want. That's only going to go so far. I don't know what else out there. Y'all understand what I'm saying? It's only going to go so far, but eventually you're going to have to tell them about Jesus. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. He says, you're going to catch bodies for the body. You are going to pull in bodies to the body of Christ. Right? When you go out, when you extend your hand, when you extend your voice, you're going to reel back in souls. That's what it means to be a fisher of men. But one of the problems is a lot of people don't want to come to Christ because they don't see Christ. You can't draw people when there ain't nothing on you to draw them with. Where, what, what's the bait? What's, what, what's, where's the hook? Your life should be the hook. How you deal with your adversity, how you deal with your grief, how you deal with your suffering, most importantly, how you deal with your sins. How you deal with your sins, how you come out of your mess, how you change, how your appetite, how your love changes you, how the love of Christ changes you should be the hook. Matthew 8 and 22 says, follow me. Y'all notice that, follow me. Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. When Christ comes into your life, when you love Jesus, you don't want to hang around in the cemetery. You don't want to be where the dead things are. You want to be where the, the living is. Even if you've lost a loved one, think about this. If you want to be where the living is, if your loved one got up, they ain't in the cemetery. So if your mind is on them, your mind is on the heavenly them. Not the graveyard, them. The love of God changes you. It changes you. And that's the thing. We do things to make us feel comfortable. But do things that's going to edify your soul. He said, Jesus said, if you want to follow me, he says, I'm the God of the living. You can't follow me and you be. You can't follow me and you always say it. You can't follow me and you always depressed. Pastor, that made me feel bad because I'm going through depression right now. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm saying Jesus can bring you out of it. What's the purpose of serving a God who can't bring you out of nothing? That's saying they want you to dwell in that spot. God understand your depression. God even understand your grief. I'm not telling you you got to show your teeth all the time and be smiling, right? Like you just at your best. But there has to be a joy. There has to be some first love. There got to be something in you that say it ain't going to always be like this. That's why I praise you because it's not always going to be like this. That's why I praise you because it's not always going to hurt like this. When I came to Christ, I felt invincible. Amen. You feel invincible. You feel like nothing can touch you. Job can't touch you. Family can't touch you. Nothing can touch you. That's how you feel when you first come. And it's like Satan, and that's why patience is one of the fruit of the spirits, because Satan, he played a long game too. We think Satan just a one here to quit and all. He after you every single day of your life. And he want to wear you down. He don't care whether he gets you at the beginning, the middle, or the end. He just want to get you. He just come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to do his job. 
Matthew 9 and 9 is the story of the tax collector. He's sitting there collecting taxes on God's people. Jesus said, get up. Come follow me. Right? When Jesus comes into your life, he calls you out of places and positions that you shouldn't have been in in the first place. He knows when you're miserable. Right? He knows when you're miserable. But he's going to call you to something. Matthew 9 and 27 says, the blind men followed Jesus. And they were following him because they wanted to be healed. That's just like the woman who said, if I can just touch the hem of your garment, I know that I'll be made whole. I've been to all of these doctors and I done spent all that I had. But if I just follow you and touch the hem of your garment, I know I'll be made whole. That's that first love stuff. Thank you, Lord. But I got to tell you that if, if Matthew 16 and 24 says that if you come after Jesus, you got to be ready to pick up your cross. You can't follow Jesus and not have to give up something. And that's why I took y'all down that little road about my life. Because it was either or. God said you're going to either invest time in this, you either gonna invest time in ministry, or you gonna straddle the fence and try to live in two worlds, right? You gonna try to balance what your friends want. You gonna try to balance what your family want. You gonna try to balance all of this, or you gonna serve me. And somebody may be thinking, God, that don't seem fair. But y'all, when you serve God, when you seek first the kingdom, everything else is added unto you. The same parents who had problems with me ministering to their kids are some of the biggest supporters today. They'd be the first one to say, I'm going to sow into your ministry. At the time, they didn't understand it, but now it's like, yeah, that man real. We do, we make too many compromises about serving Jesus. We love the world more than we love him. And when I say that, a lot of times we think about material things. That's not what I'm talking about when I say we love the world. I'm talking about the things of the world. Recognition. People eyes on us. People patting us on the back. People telling us we look good. Being seen. All of those things. We want the recognition of men. We want status. We want titles. We want positions. That's what I'm talking about. We love the world more. We love to celebrate. We love to celebrate us. We love birthdays. We love anniversaries. We love to celebrate. We love to feel important. And I'm not saying that we're not. But your importance comes from Christ. Your importance comes from Christ. Pastor, that's what I mean. Everything else don't burn. Your birthday can't get you in heaven. Jesus' birthday can. Your funeral can't get you into heaven. Jesus' death and resurrection can. We love to celebrate. Right? But if I celebrate because it's my son's birthday, if we celebrate his life, 
It should be because thank you, God, for giving. Thank you, God, for my son. Thank you, God. Make him into the man as he goes older. Make him into the man that he's supposed to be. Thank you, God. Jesus, God has to be our first love. He got to be our first love. For little Gerardi, Jesus got to be your first love. And then watch how you how you bless her. He got to be your first love. Pastor, why are you calling names? Because that's what ministry is about, y'all. It's personal. See, that's what some of y'all don't understand. When I, when I be talking about my book and I say your name in the book, right? When you name when your name in my book, Right when when I go back and I and I pull and I and I save papers from two thousand whatever with your son name on it, that's because that's how serious I take it. That's not a throwaway gesture. That was not in vain. That was for a time such as this. It's not a throwaway. It's not by coincidence. It's not a throwaway gesture. I'm invested in the sheet. Right. I'm just like I don't want to lose not one. Even the ones who ain't been here two or three years ain't seen their face. That, that, that does not mean that they're not on my mind. I don't want to lose not one. Amen. That's how I don't understand how some of these pastors have all these people in the church and you don't even know their name. Yes, I don't want to lose not one. Amen. That's because Jesus is my first love. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But you gotta, if you're going to love them like that, you got to be ready to pick up the cross. You got to be willing to watch everybody else go do what they want to do. While you say, God, I'm right here. Tell me how you want to use me. Tell me how you want to tell me how you want to use me. How you want to use me. What you want me to do? Thank you, Lord. So by the time we get to Matthew 19, and and I want to say, I can't read my writing, I want to say 28. It's the story of, of the rich young ruler, and Jesus tells him, you know, he, he's going down his list of all the things that he's done for God. I keep the Ten Commandments. I pay tithes and offerings. I boom, boom, boom. He's going down his list. And Jesus says, sell everything you got and follow me. That's what love does. Y'all don't know how many times I have had to walk away. This is going to sound like it don't make no sense. How many times I've had to walk away from people because I love them? I walk away from them because I love them. Because if I stay around you and keep holding you up in your mess, that's not love. I need you to feel the pain of separation. And you understand what I'm saying? Because I love so hard. I'm going to love you so hard. So when I pull back, I know it's going to do something to you. I'm going to be patient with you. I'm going to be me. I know it's going to do something to you, but I need you to feel the pain of separation. And it may hurt for a little while, but let me tell you something. Separation from God is going to hurt worse than that. Amen. Eternal separation from God is going to hurt worse than that. When you love somebody, if they're supposed to be in your life, God is going to bring them back. Pastor Carter said, I don't care what church you're going to worship in. At the end of the day, you're going to have to be holding you can go to Mount Zion, you can go to Raymond, you can go to a, a little cornerstone church, whatever kind of church you want to go to. Episcopal, Methodist, it don't matter. Go to Sherwood, it don't matter. At the end of the day, you're going to have to be holy. You're going to have to be. Jesus, at the end of the day, Jesus is going to have to be your first love. He's going to have to be. 
When you love Jesus, you're going to share them. You're going to share them. You're going to share them with others. You're going to leave dead things behind. You're going to walk away from positions and titles that no longer suit who you are. You're going to follow him for your healing. You're going to pick up your cross. You're going to be willing to give up everything you got. And if we would learn to give it up before he got to take it. Learn to give it up before he got to take it. Anything you put above him is an idol. Learn to give it up before he has to take it. When that baby come out, go, go Lion King on him. I don't know. Uh, go Roots on him. Hold him up. God, this baby belong to you. Give him back. Give him back to the Lord. He gave them to you. He's going to take care of them. We don't try to look past what our children do. We don't try to beat up on them. Because at the end of the day, guess what? God got it. I can't do no more than he can do. So everything is going to rest. It's going to fall on my, it's going to fall on our prayers. It's going to be based on my relationship. Lord, I have to trust you. I can't live my life worrying. We can't live our life worrying about what tomorrow is going to bring. We got to trust in the one. I know I'm sounding church now. We got to trust in the one that made tomorrow. Amen. First love. First love. He taking me back. And so as I close, I, I say this. I'm getting ready, Julian. As I close, um, you know, I said, I, I started by saying when God is trying to do something, it's not going to be easy. And I'm talking about this house. God is trying to move. He's trying to move all of us out of a place of complacency where we don't want to testify, where we don't want to sing, where we don't want to clap. Well, we don't want to participate. Hallelujah. But I'm saying that. Let me let y'all understand something. You know, the head always going first. So it was almost like, how can I hold y'all accountable? And then I'm standing up here saying my fire dead. Well, I'm standing here today to say Satan is a liar. I'm going to praise him now. Now, now that he has restored me, I'm going to praise him, whether y'all praise him or not. The train, like the train, been, been, it's just been going along. It's been going slow, but it's about to pick up steam. If you ain't on it, you're going to get left. You're going to get left. I'm going back to my first love. Telling people about Jesus. Correcting you, even if it hurts your feelings. Y'all got to come out. We got to come out. Y'all, we got to come out of sin. trying to think about seeing that what you want it to be is anything that's not like God. That's them idle thoughts. That's them, them lying ways. You know you can act a lie, right? You ain't got nothing to actually like open your mouth. You can act it. It's still a lie. We gotta be real. Real. Count everything else as a loss. 
Amen. 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 Y'all come on and get the Lord.